schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now that's a good win that was a fun win that was fun to watch right so fun hello from the studio in nitro west virginia this is unreasonable down it's a podcast about west virginia university basketball part of the basketball podcast network i'm josh with this is episode 10 uab and jelly walker more like jelly of how well kedrian johnson plays basketball walker west virginia wins again they beat the blazers in morgantown 81 to 70 in front of a little over 12,000 in the Coliseum, and those 12,000 were loud. They carried the team, especially in the second half. They were loud all game. They had big game energy for the UAB Blazers. They had big game energy for the UAB Blazers. So credit the UAB, uh, and that's a good team. I mean, UAB, they have the leading score in Division One. They have athletes everywhere you look. Poor James Oconquo, he's not a small guy, and he was getting assaulted in the post on defense. UAB were getting dunks. They were taking it strong to the rim. They had a six-foot-two guy who, on the first play of the game, untouched, went to the rim and dunked the ball hard. Later in the first half, he caught an alley-oop. He seemed to, his head seemed to be over the rim, dunked it over him at Matthews, got fouled. Like, that's not a slouch team. And West Virginia kind of cakewalked. Like, they, it was the last five minutes, there was no drama against a good team. And West Virginia scores over 80 again. West Virginia shoots 50% from the field again. Jelly Walker, I mentioned him, and he got his points, but he also had seven turnovers tonight. UAB had 19 turnovers overall. And West Virginia got this win. You know, Eric Stevenson, he's had foul trouble games in other games this season. But when he's been on the court, he's been contributing. And this was the first game where not a big contribution from Eric Stevenson, not his best night. And yet, it was almost like WVU shot an Eric Stevenson firework. (laughs) It wasn't a full firework show. It wasn't like a complete light display. It just was one bottle rocket. And one bottle rocket can be fun to see. Shoot up to the sky, make the sound, you see the lights, and then the bottle rocket shoots back down to earth and doesn't, you know, it it only shoots off once and then goes to the ground, (laughs) never to be heard from again. And that was the Eric Stevenson performance tonight. But it's almost like Bob Huggins shot the Eric Stevenson firework right when there was a lull in the action and West Virginia needed a spark. See what I did there? They lit the Eric Stevenson firework. West Virginia had a halftime lead, lost it early in the second half, and then they shot the Eric Stevenson firework. West Virginia was down 47-45. Here's what Eric Stevenson did. He stole the ball on defense. He came down, got fouled made two free throws next time down on the offensive end he got fouled shooting a three-pointer he made all three free throws the fireworks still in the air then he got his third foul 
Then a little bit later, he had the ball on the right-hand side, went baseline, thought he was going to go out of bounds, went up in the air to the other side of the rim, and with two hands, banked it in. Like, it's kind of a layup, but he used both hands, a lot of body control, very cool-looking shot. And then he got his fourth foul, and then he didn't, he didn't play the last 11 minutes of the game. <laughs> so, shot up in the sky. I think the, the actual explosion was that two-handed reverse layup, and then his fourth foul, and the bottle rocket shot down to the earth. And that was it. And despite, and that was Eric Stevenson's night, was that firework display. Again, at, at the most critical time, again, coming off of last season, where West Virginia would have halftime leads and they absolutely lost them. And then it, it, it wasn't like they made a comeback. It just went away, period. And this firework, after the firework, then you had Jimmy Bell making a couple of buckets. You had Trey Mitchell making a couple of buckets. You had Kedrian Johnson and Joe Toussaint getting their points from the free throw line. You had Emmett Matthews make his fourth three of the game. Sharpshooter Emmett Matthews. I'm saying that not ironically and not in jest. Emmett Matthews is a sharpshooter, like he's making almost 50% of his threes. And West Virginia runs away with this one. And so as a WVU fan, you're watching, talked about it in the Navy episode, West Virginia scoring points, making the ball go into the basket, not through offensive rebounds and not through steals. I mean, they're getting a little bit of that, but just like, you know how in basketball where you shoot the ball with the intention of it going into the basket? West Virginia does that this season. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. You, you, you tell yourself watching Bob Huggins' teams, or if you're talking to somebody and like, hey, what do you think of the Mountaineers this season? What do you say? You say, oh, not a <laughs> – it's not the most exciting brand of basketball. <laughs> it's hard-nosed. It's a rock fight. You know, this team takes a million charges every night. And you know what? I love watching WVU take charges. I'd rather watch it to see a WVU player take a charge than an alley-oop. You can have your six-foot-two guy alley-ooping, getting an alley-oop dunk. I'd rather see somebody take a charge. You know what I mean? And you just convince yourself – Hey, first one to 60 wins. That's WVU basketball. <laughs> and that's been successful. You know, there's you tell yourself that because the results are there with that style of play. But every once in a while, it's nice to, if somebody asks you, how's WVU doing this season? My wife, she's not watching a lot of basketball with me this year, but she's asking how they're doing. And I'm trying to describe to her, it's so much more fun watching this team because they shoot the ball and it goes in. And it's not just one or two guys. I mean, think of it, we're 10 games into the season and I'm I'm seeing roles. And with and with love and respect to rock fights, this is more fun to watch. And don't get me wrong, we're we're getting elements of rock fights. You know what I mean? Especially defensively, West Virginia's fouling a ton. So on the defensive side of the ball, you're getting rock fight things if if you are that person who's like i love 
seeing WVU take charges. That's still happening, and West Virginia is getting some steals, and they're fouling a ton, and that does not make you know, the product as far as watching the game great when there's a whistle every time down. But look at the roles that are kind of developing. I would argue that West Virginia this this season, they have three get-a-bucket guys, three that are doing it pretty well. You've got Trey Mitchell, that's a get-a-bucket guy. Eric Stevenson's a get-a-bucket guy in most games. And Joe Toussaint is a get-a-bucket guy, either by him creating uh, for himself or he's a true point guard and can make the right pass. And so you've got three of those guys that you can go to. You've got sharpshooter Emmett Matthews, who is who is not your get-a-bucket guy, but an amazing sidekick. He's the steady presence for this team. He's picking his spots. He's, I'm, I'm, It's not the most descriptive thing like Emmett Matthews doing Emmett Matthews things. But he can have – when you've got three bucket getters, then he can kind of be around that and be – be the guy who can, all right, you're focused too much on the get a bucket guy. Now I got the ball and now I'm being aggressive and then, and I'm deadly from three. So you got to stop me too. I'm, I'm not your first guy, but I'm always going to be there. So steady presence, Emmett Matthews Jr. And Emmett had nine rebounds tonight, which is amazing. And then you've got third year junior college guard, Kedrian Johnson, and he's attacking the rim, and he's guarding the other team's best guard. And Kedrian Johnson, he well, he had 17 tonight. That's his fifth game of the season. We're 10 games in the season. Kedrian's fifth game of the season with double-digit scoring. He had four double-digit scoring games in all of last season. So he's taken another step up, especially on the offensive side. And he's and he's when he's getting open shots. From the perimeter, he's making them enough to to open up his game, getting to the rim. And then you've got you've got Jimmy Bell power dunking. <laughs> I mean, he is it's get out of his way dunks. And UAB was kind of puffing their chest out a little bit and trying to be a tough team. And Jimmy Bell and Emma Matthews did this, did this too when they dunked the ball. It was a almost like you think you're the tough team. Watch this, and never more so than with Jimmy Bell. And we're in a spot with Jimmy Bell where he's playing twenty plus minutes the last three games. He had four offensive rebounds tonight, uh, and so he's coming along, and he needs to because the guys behind them are struggling. But those guys haven't played. Between the two of them, uh, 30 college games combined. So they're going to have bumps in the road. Wagi's kind of in a rough spot right now. Okonkwo got owned tonight, but Okonkwo had a great block. And they're going to have to play because Jimmy Bell, number one, can't play. You know, he's not going to play 30 minutes a night. And number two, uh, you've got to have these guys uh, in there, even if it's just under the that's 10 more fouls i mean i i don't want to put it like that but you're going to need that so all those okonkwo and wagi minutes that we're kind of cringing on right now we're still going to see them and 
more games, more improvement. That's the goal. So I'm so excited about how this team, you know, scores when they when they are intending to score. <laughs> and that a byproduct of of working hard, which I want them to continue to work hard. And that's helpful when the shots aren't going in. But right now the shots go, are going in. So I don't want to be prisoner of the moment because this is not the first time West Virginia's had good offense under Bob Hoggins. I mean, we got to go back two seasons where Oscar leaves, Jalen Bridges is inserted at the four, and that team could score the ball. I mean, Deuce McBride scoring, Taz and Sean getting good looks at from the three-point line as well as Jalen Bridges, and then a guy gobbling everything up and Derek Culver underneath. That was a really good offensive team. The Press Virginia teams, they were good at offense, and they could score. Now, a lot of that was wearing teams down and converting defense to offense. But when I'm talking about what we're seeing about them making shots, when you look at the stats, they're on pace for something special. And and I've mentioned this before earlier in the season, but we're 10 games in. They're still shooting 56% from two. And so only two Huggins teams cracked 50% in a season, period. And they barely cracked 50%. And this team's at 56%. This team's shooting 37% from three. And only the 2013-14 team shot better for the season than 37%. And so I know what you're, you're listening to this. You're saying, Josh, it's the, it's the out-of-conference schedule. It's not the – we're going to get into the big 12 and those numbers are going to go down and you're right. They are going to go down. The competition is going to increase. West Virginia has got two more out of conference games against not the greatest opponents. And then they enter the big 12 schedule. And from new year's Eve to March, it's a tough game every night. And, and the only break is against an undefeated as of right now, Auburn team. That's your break from the Big 12 schedule. It's it's insane. It's insane every year. And we're once again there here in a few weeks. And every team in this conference is good at defense. The worst team, according to Kim Pomeroy's computer, in the Big 12 it, at defense is, is Baylor. And Baylor played a team, you probably heard of them, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They held that team, who is not as good as they've been in the past, but they're still really good at offense. Baylor held them to 63 points in a game. So, yes, the numbers are probably going down. But the roles I described, three get-a-bucket guys, steady presence in Emmett Matthews, Jimmy Bell as the, as the tree trunk down low and power dunking, I don't think those are going to change barring injury and if that's the case are they winning the big 12 conference probably not are they going to be the worst team in the conference probably not and 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 this is a this is a positive thing this season coming off of last season especially this season the mountaineers how they're made up they're going to be a tough team to beat in morgantown in a great conference rough games every night this team, I think, is going to be able to hold their weight at home. And if you do that and get and steal a couple of games, then you you're definitely making the NCAA tournament. And so that's that's what we're looking at with this team. 
10 games into the season. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Yes, the Lakers are not going to go 0-82. Yes, the Bucks are not going to go 82-0. But will Javon Carter stay in the starting lineup? Will Deuce McBride make it in the rotation for the Knicks? When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is easy to use. You can do your same-game parlay. Really easy, gives you the odds. Definitely check it out. So download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I didn't mention in the last episode, but earlier this week, WVU announced their new athletic director, and this guy comes from the University of North Texas, where he held the athletic director role there. His name is Ren Baker, W-R-E-N, Ren Baker, and no relation to Warren Baker, who is on the play-by-play tonight with Dave Weekly. So shout out to friend of the podcast, Dave Weekly, for getting the ESPN Plus spot calling this game against the, against the UAB Blazers. But Rin Baker, introductory press conference earlier this week, said all the right things, uh, answered the questions well. Uh, Gordon Gee spoke highly of him for what that's worth. And so, you know, I, I guess my question is, when you get a new AD, how do you know that they're good? I mean, so many takes on the internet about, hey, I really think this AD is a good AD. What, do you know what an athletic director does? I, like, I bet you've got like the beats of it, but as far as how do you know you have a good AD, it's especially when you get a new one? Then how do you know they're good? I mean, hypothetically, when the football team or the basketball team does well, do you start with the athletic director as far as giving credit? Yeah, you don't. You talk about the players, you talk about the coaching. Maybe the AD comes up, but it's not that's not a sign of you having a good athletic director in the moment, right? And so you know you have a good AD when a few special circumstances happen. Like there's certain things when you get a chance to see, do I have a good athletic director? And the couple that I can think of is, is you see what kind of AD you have when you make a coaching change. And that's obvious, right? You, and I would guess looking at WVU's sports programs, 
I would guess that football is closer to a coaching change than other sports, but you don't really know when a coaching change is going to happen there. I mean, people thought a coaching change in football was going to happen weeks ago. Like even during the season was a possibility. And Neil Brown in four seasons of being the football coach has more losses and wins, you know? Then you look at basketball, Bob Huggins, Hall of Fame coach, not on a hot seat. Great start to this season. And so who knows when that change is, is going to happen with basketball. It could be, you know, it may not happen in the near future or on a on a random Wednesday in May, Huggins could just step to the podium and say, you know what, I'm out. Or he could just keep coaching. Uh, the other way you kind of know if you have a good AD or not is when conference realignment happens and when college realign college basketball. Oh, and so when you have college realignment, then you get some AD conversations and, and maybe that's happening at the president level, but the ADD, the ADD, the AD is definitely involved in that. I remember Oliver, Oliver Luck was a key part of WVU getting to the Big 12 Conference. And with conference realignment, especially given the new Big 12 TV deal, it seems like WVU, as of right now, is going to stick around in the Big 12. But that absolutely can change when one domino falls, you know? It only takes one announcement for the musical chairs to start up again. And when that happens, you find out how good your athletic director is. Can he or she help facilitate a proactive move when the window is open? You know what I mean? Like, are they going to be proactive when the window is open or are they going to wait until every, the dust is settled and then you're picking up scraps? You know what I mean? So, I don't know if or when WVU is going to change conferences in the future, but when that happens, we'll know if if the if the hire is a good hire. And and I can't think of another reason uh, that you would know that the athletic director is a good, doing a good job. I mean, overall, I guess if teams are winning, then you're not talking about the athletic director. Thus, they're doing good. You know what I mean? With all that being said, shout out to Transfer Portal announcements. I'd like to welcome Ren Baker to WVU. And Ren, there's no chance you're listening to this podcast. But if you are, please know you have an open invitation to joining me on Unreasonable Doubt. And you can be a guest whenever you want. This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. Listen, you got comic books, right? The Marvel comic universe, the MCU, that's what the kids call it. There's movies, but those movies are based on comic books. And you might have them. And you may want to not have them. And... Give them to somebody and they give you money. And that's where Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles come in. You call them at 304-416-3631. 
You say you've got an Iron Man comic book. You say you've got a Black Panther comic book. You you say that you've got a Green Lantern. Green Lantern? And then they'll be like, I'll give you money for that. Not just comic books. Action wrestling figures. Sports cards. 304-416-3631. Call Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. The next game for WVU, finals week this week, so West Virginia gets a few days off. Their next game is two Sundays from now, December 18th, 5 p.m. The game will be on ESPN+. Plus. Home game versus the Buffalo Bulls. Not the Buffalo Bills. That would be strange, right? West Virginia playing basketball against football players. How do you think that would go? Professional football players versus college basketball players. I I think, I don't know, because you're definitely dealing with pro athletes and picture offensive linemen playing basketball. Like, picture five Jimmy Bells, but, but heavier than, than Jimmy Bell, but still athletically gifted. And it's, it's not the Buffalo Bills. It's the Buffalo Bulls. And Buffalo this season already had a four-game losing streak. They're one of the worst teams in Division One in three-point shooting. Similar to WVU, this Buffalo Bulls team fouls a lot, but they also get to the line a lot and get a lot of their points from the free-throw line. Because it's not the Buffalo Bills, it's the Buffalo Bulls, I expect WVU to be a heavy favorite in this game. Uh, and this is the last week or longer break for basketball before we get into the meat of the schedule where we're having two games a week. And so the gauntlet is coming. Winter is coming. Will WVU be ready for it? They look good so far, right? And we're almost there. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have eight wins and they have two losses.